Work it just a little bit. Fully in the moment of our pleasure and our joy, that's the energy that allows the big O to happen. That's the energy that invites in that mind-blowing experience that it is that we want to have. Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostest, and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind, and lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. Welcome back. And this week's episode, I want to talk about the edge of receivership, that moment right before we receive something, whether it's a really big manifestation that we've been dreaming out for a really long time, or whether it's an unexpected surprise that's something that's even better than we possibly could have imagined, or if it is something that we have been calling in that's relatively small in the grand scheme of things, or maybe it's something as simple as a compliment or a an offer for dinner where somebody pays for us. The energetics of this are exactly the same. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but for example, one, one of the great ways to look at this is like through the lens of money. So there's no difference between manifesting $5 versus manifesting $5 million. The only difference is our belief and whether we believe that is possible or not. And the energetics here are very similar, but I want to talk about them in the concept of time and how much time we think we have to bring something to fruition. Because I myself the other day realized that my belief is really strong when I think that I have a lot of time to bring something to fruition. When I envision that something is like a five-year goal or a one-year goal even, because there's that window of time of when I believe it's going to come in, my belief is extremely strong. However, when something is really close and it's right on the edge of arriving, my belief, depending on what the the manifestation is, this is where it becomes shaky. It becomes shaky right on the edge of receivership. And I believe this is really very common for most people because when it's right in front of us, when we're right in that moment of receiving, right before the receiving of something, this is when most of our fears, our self-doubts, our insecurities, 
they will show their head in this moment, this moment right before the receiving. So for example, I have huge news (laughs) and that news is something I haven't announced publicly on social media or anything like that. It's something that I've only talked about inside of my membership. And that is that my parents are moving to Bali. They're my whole family. In fact, not just my parents, my brother, my sister, my parents, and my sister's girlfriend are all packing up their lives and making the huge move to the other side of the world and joining me here in Indonesia. And that's something that I've always wanted. It's something that I'd always envisioned. I'd always imagined having this homesteading community where I have an education center and I have a self-sustaining eco-farm garden and I have a retreat space and I have my own place on the property to live that's a commune where I can have homes for everyone within my family to either stay short-term or long-term based on their desire and will. And I would pay for all of that to be done. And I would be making X amount of dollars when this happened. Like I had this whole vision of what my life was going to look like when this manifestation took place. And recently, without me doing anything, doing anything more than what I'm doing right now, which if I'm totally honest, I'm in this place where I have been very doing very little. (laughs) I have been, I have been really learning the art of leaning back and I have been deconditioning this old pattern of when I'm at this edge, my past tendency, when I'm at the edge of receivership, my past tendency in moments of unworthiness and moments of insecurity are to overwork myself or to do things that I don't want to do because I believe I have to in order to be worthy of the things that I am calling in. It is to burn things to the ground that aren't working rather than invest my time, my energy, my money, my focus into things that I have already decided to commit to. I have a tendency to lack commitment to particular visions or particular offers or particular ventures such as a podcast or showing up on live streams for X amount of days in a row, I have a tendency to not follow through on those commitments because I tell myself a story when I don't see the evidence that I thought I would see at a certain point within those journeys. And my my confidence becomes shakable. It's not like I have confidence that everything is working out perfectly and happening for me. Oftentimes I do things with an attachment to the end result. And when I don't see the trajectory going towards the result that I thought I was going to get, and I don't see the evidence in my reality, my past tendency was to just jump ship altogether. And so this year has been a journey in recommitting to particular visions, going back through content and investments that I have already paid for, going back to my own work and taking myself through my own work and making sure I'm truly a living embodiment 
of the programs that I have out there that I'm putting out there. It has been a commitment to my brand and my vision and taking it from a sole proprietorship to a corporation. It has been a commitment to growing my brand. Even when I see, I don't see the evidence of it working in X amount of time and making X amount of dollars. My previous brand, I had an attachment to it, not because I loved my brand so much, but because I had scaled it to the six figures. And so my commitment was because it was working, not because I was in full alignment with the vision and because no matter what, I was willing to do whatever it took to watch it come to its highest fruition, watch it unfold in its fullest expression that I could that I could support in this lifetime. And so with that self-awareness, with that newfound self-awareness, I found myself kind of freaking out when I realized, oh my gosh, like they're coming here. (laughs) And I had had this vision of what my life needed to look like in order to be worthy of receiving them here, receiving their love, their support, their energy, all of these things I really had in my mind that I was going to be the provider for my family and that I was going to have life all figured out by the time that I was living this reality of having my support system of my family here surrounding me. And I realized that this dream had felt so believable and true and real when it had been far away. But now that it's here, right here, it felt unbelievable. Doubts started to creep in. I started to think these really irrational thoughts like, oh my God, what if something happens? What if they change their mind? What if this doesn't go through? What if the visa is too expensive? What if, what if, what if, what if? All of these thoughts that I noticed them floating into my mind. And as they were coming in, I was just observing them being like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I didn't think any of these things before. These were not beliefs or unconscious limitations that I knew that I had until this thing became a tangible reality, until it became something that was really tangible and that could absolutely happen and was not, could not only happen, but was happening. And I had the evidence of it in my reality. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I got this. Like, absolutely. It's happening. 100% belief. But then as soon as it was tangible and real, that's when these insecurities and these doubts crept in. And it reminds me of, you know, this conversation that I have often with people, which is you can feel so good. You can feel so healed. You can feel like you've done so much work on yourself and that you are killing it. And then you go out into the real world and somebody triggers you or something happens or you receive something that you've been asking for. And all of a sudden you realize, whoo, Mama still got some healing to do. There is still stuff here that I didn't even realize were here was here until I had the experiential trigger or activation that came from living my human experience. It's it's like the concept of 
the divine game of Lilia, right? Where you're out there in the world playing with these polarities and you can't know, you can't know until you're having the experience. It's like sometimes how we set out these goals and then we achieve the goal and we realize like, oh wow, that was a goal that I made from conditioning. And I know that because it's not bringing me fulfillment. I don't have the joy that I thought that I was going to have when I completed that achievement. It was actually really dissatisfying and hollow and empty. We couldn't have known that until we had the experience of achieving it, which is why many people spend their whole lives chasing success. And the few that achieve it oftentimes realize it's not all it's cracked up to be. And we hear things like celebrities like Jim Carrey, who say, I wish that everybody could achieve financial success so that they realize it's not all it's cracked up to be, right? And a lot of us don't get those lessons because we wait to have the experience in our reality to be able to feel the triggers, to be able to realize the activations, to be able to see what's lying dormant in our unconscious. And after this morning where this manifestation of my family coming here became a tangible reality and things started to really roll and happen. I was going to see a friend and this friend is a tantric goddess who is very well-versed in the art of desire and pleasure and opening ourselves up to receive on a somatic level using the tantric principles of our sexual life force energy as that catalyst that has that effect throughout our entire life. And as I was driving there, I was noticing these thoughts of these insecurities and these doubts coming into my mind. And I was thinking, wow, this is clearly a pattern. And this is clearly something that has affected my life in other ways. And how so? And so I started to think about all of the times that I've been on the edge of receiving something and I've unconsciously sabotaged myself from fully receiving it because as soon as it became a tangible reality, I started to freak out and I started to get scared and I started to have uncomfortable emotions that shrank me back down to my old zone of comfort, my old zone of safety. I would create whatever drama or boundary in, well, let's call it a boundary, but it was really this wall of defense in my life that would allow me to feel in control again, allow me to feel back in a place where the outcome was unpre- was predictable rather than unpredictable because that unpredictability is what brings up all of that fear and that insecurity. And I was thinking about business. I was thinking about relationship. I was thinking about love. I was thinking about programs and launches. I was thinking about money. I was thinking about literally every area of my life where I have watched this pattern play out and how, how it's played out for me. And I made the decision in that moment, like, okay, no more. Like I am fully opening myself up to receive miracles. I don't want this pattern anymore. I, I see the uncomfortableness that comes with the edginess of being about to receive larger than life miracles. And I'm willing to show up. I'm willing to show up and do the work. I'm willing to show up and do no thing until I have moved these emotions. And this is really the art of doing 
nothing, of doing no thing, is it's not about distraction. It's not about, ooh, I'm going to lay in bed and watch Netflix all day, or ooh, I'm going to you know, play video games, which is one of my favorites as of right now, <laughs> or oh, I'm going to like go for something to eat instead of journaling or whatever it is. It's not about the distraction. The art of doing no thing in a moment of radical discomfort is the willingness to feel the willingness to do something that we're taught not to do, that we're conditioned not to do, that we're conditioned to only do when it's convenient, which it never is. And that is to fully feel, fully feel the full range of wild emotions that are going on within us and make a choice to not act from a place of that emotional reality, that reactivity, but instead to sit in it, to sit in the discomfort, to cry and watch a really sad movie if that's what we need to do, to roll ourselves up in our blanket and light some candles and pull some tarot cards and journal and feel our feelings, whatever it looks like for us. It's this ability to lean back and allow ourselves to to grieve, to grieve this old version of ourselves, this old comfort zone, this old box that we've put ourselves in, and to let ourselves move all of these emotions before we come to a place of, okay, I've felt all of that and I'm still going to do the scary thing. I've felt all of that and I'm still going to allow this to come into my reality. I've felt all of that and I'm still going to step into the realm of unpredictability. I'm still going to stretch myself, still going to expand. I'm still going to take this step outside my comfort zone. And those of us who quantum leap, those of us who seem to magically make time collapse and have wild things happen to us that other people would wish to have happen in their lifetime, we have mastered this art. We master the art of doing no thing until the timing is right. Doing no thing until we've moved the emotions of our past box of limitations in order to come to a place of expansiveness. I used to act from that place of emotion. This is why I did things like burn businesses to the ground. This is why I did things like cut people out of my life. This is why I did things like not tell the truth because I was scared about how people would perceive me. And many people get stuck there because it is comfortable and it does feel safe and it allows us to never have to go into the discomfort of this spectrum of emotion. It allows us to never address those insecurities. It allows us to never feel the pain that's associated with all of them. But our willingness to go into that dark is what allows us to come out on the other side and experience a whole new spectrum of light, of joy, of freedom, of liberation. That's what's on the other side of the pause. It's like an orgasm. Right at the edge of receiving an orgasm, I used to wonder, oh my gosh, it's coming. Oh my God, is it coming? Okay. Okay. Oh, and I would actually tense up. I would actually try harder to make it come into my reality. And that would have the opposing effect. That would have the effect of me pushing it away. And I realized this when I was on my way 
to see my friend who is a tantric goddess. Charlena is her name. And it was hilarious to me because I was going there to meet her to receive yoni eggs so that I could further my practice of working with my womb. And I realized how much this pattern had played out in all areas of my life and how it was exactly like an orgasm. How having an orgasm and being able to surrender and trust and know and be fully in the moment of our pleasure and our joy, that's the energy that allows the big O to happen. That's the energy that invites in that orgasmic, amazing, pleasurable, mind-blowing experience that it is that we want to have. It's when we're on the edge and instead of wondering how, instead of wondering when, instead of wondering if we're worthy, we allow ourselves to simply feel what is present inside of ourselves, and we relax and we let go in full trust. I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world, and I'll talk to you so soon. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week, but I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world.